Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share with you this podcast today. I talk with a woman who, when I tell you she serves the space of music education and literally embodies melody, harmony, fluidity, her vibe is just right there. So if that's not a knowing that you are exactly where you're intended to be, I don't know what is. Jen Frickman Clark is her name. I affectionately call her Jen Frick Clark. You're going to hear that throughout the podcast. But I'll tell you this. She and I only met pretty recently in the last uh, several months. Um, I was honored to be a part of a leadership experience, and she's a chair in that experience, having gone through it herself. And immediately there was something about this lady that just drew me in. And I'm going to tell you this, listen to this podcast, listen to this story, and it will draw you. She will draw you in. If you've ever, ever, ever been in a situation where you've had a plan and that plan changed on you, we talk about that. If you've ever been in a situation where life has thrown you a loop and quite frankly, you're looking for the nuggets out of the experience, we talk about that. And if you're just trying to figure out how to stay on this journey called life from a place of center and from a place of praise, we talk about that too. So um, this is one that, you know, just might be a tuck under in your back pocket, save it in your faves, come back to it um, and remind yourself of, of what center can look like in a fluid, harmonious, peaceful way. Enjoy. Well, you know what? We're about to have some fun because I am talking to one of the new souls that I'm just going to have to say God has literally brought into my life in this season. And well, Jen, I, I actually, I think we should tell the people like first quotes in our relationship. <laughs> You mean how I came on super strong when I met you? <laughs> Girl, yes. Like I was like, am I, I going to have to tell her that she, her is married for 26 years? I don't know. The restraining order. How do I go through that? No, I just feel as soon as I met you and I have really in my life, this has happened to me several times. I'm so blessed by just the most amazing friendships. And as soon as I met you, your energy your clear focus, your deep um, rooted and rooting in who you are and how you help people, you wear that outwardly. And so as soon as I met you, I thought, nope, this person is meant to be in my life. So yes, I did without any shame tell you we are going to be friends. And I'm sure anyone else listening to this that I've said this to knows that this is how I operate. Sometimes I say, yes, we are going to be friends and breathe it into existence. And boy, I feel like that was worth it because I'm so, so blessed to have you in my life. I just love everything about you and getting to know you has been so fun. Oh my God. Same, same, and same. And you taught me something in that moment because it's kind of cliche um, as, as women, as leaders, as all the things that we are in our home and, and outside of our home. We often say, ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And man, has it been a journey to perfect the, um, not only the humility, but the boldness to say that I can ask something that I want and even friendships. 
Oh, yeah. Even when I see something so beautiful in another, um, I think what you saw in me was a mirror back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so this soul that we are talking to today, Jen Frick Clark, is truly a leader um, in community. Uh, she has not only blazed trails, um, I would say, on the civic side of our responsibility, but you also are bringing forward passion and leadership for um, areas of music and education to our youth to create yet another pathway for passions and purpose to be explored. And I think that in and of itself is so beautiful. Um, In fact, I was sitting with you at a fire pit, right? And we were at an event and we were talking about podcasts and we were talking about the season of passion and purpose. And I got home and literally it was like, what? You need to be talking to Jen. This needs to be a conversation that we have together. You are a mom of boys, so you're affectionately a boy mom. Oh, yeah. I'm a boy, a mom of boys and a girl. So I'm boy mom on tilt, right? Because I have two of them to my one girl, but I'm very much a girl mom. Um, you know, when we were talking, I shared with you Proven Not Perfect is truly a ministry in a lot of ways for me, as much as it is um led by me, I guess you could say. But I tell you, it's the stories that we tell to our daughters. And I think you reminded me our sons as well, mm-hmm. because our sons will find these beautiful souls that they'll connect with and they will become an extension of us too. Um, so all these souls out there that are trying to figure it out in this world, it's so neat for them to be reminded um, of truths that we've learned along the way. And it won't be so easy because, man, can't you remember people telling you stuff and being like, yeah, 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 right? Hey, I know so much better. I'm grown. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm grown, right? Or that won't be me. But, um, but anyway, so I'm going to roll it back a little bit and ask you, tell me about your passion at the moment. What's your passion? So I would say it very much is aligned with what we've already been chatting about. My passion really is to fully live in my purpose in a way that allows my gifts, any experience that I've gained, any talents that I may have to really benefit other people. Mm. And that may sound very altruistic, but I have to tell you that it's not because Mm. I have found that when you live in that sort of purpose and when you really fix your eyes on serving others and using what you have to make a difference, it, it's so true that what you put out is what you get back. That, that is to me, the highest quality of life is when you sort of forget about all of your woes and sort of get lost in okay, what what can I do to take what I've learned, sometimes through hardship, sometimes through great fun experiences, whatever it may be, whatever makes me who I am, how can I take that and just let that pave the next path? Mm. Uh, and my experience is that that has created such a beautiful life. It's, it's not always easy because you can get sort of into a woe is me or I wish I had this or I wish I had that. But when you can really just say, all right, what is the next step that I'm supposed to take based on what my experience has brought me to and how can I make sure that it's serving others in some purposeful way? 
you get back way more than what you give. And it brings the most beautiful people into your life. And you have these really purposeful relationships. And then you sort of lose track of all of those things that we can sometimes um, obsess over that, you know, we don't have that we wish were different or, and then you just realize that life is about doing that. It really is about action and how you can keep moving. Mm, Girl. Yes. (laughs) I want to ask you something though, because so much of what you said resonated with things on my mind right now. How are you thinking about planning in the context of being centered? Right. Mm, I love that. Girl grew up with a mom who said, have a plan. Right. And, and, and she had a plan, um, figured it out along the way. A little messy. Didn't necessarily have somebody to say, this is your plan. Um, I figured it out along the way, but there's this plan. And now I've gotten to this place where I do feel this drive to be so much more organic in my placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is about others as much as it is about just living up every single bit of my offer on this. Yeah. Earth. No, absolutely. How do you, re- how do you reconcile that? So I do come from a long line of planners too. And I really know that best laid plans, as they've said. So I think that we can over plan. You and I have talked before <laughs> about getting in the way of God and planning too far ahead. And I think that it's as mom, as moms, as women, as friends, as daughters, we do feel this need to be in control sometimes. And I have to teeter between my plan being me trying to control everything and my plan being purposeful intention that helps me make progress. And it's a delicate balance. And so I always sort of liken it to whenever I've had the opportunity to speak in public, I write bullet points and I can just centralize where I want to go. You know, I, what is the point I'm trying to make? How, how, what are the milestones along that path that are going to get me there? And so I think of life in that way too, because if you plan too much, if you get too into the minute details, you miss a lot of the really amazing opportunities. Um, And some. Jan, wait, 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 (laughs) seriously, girl. You just said you just dropped so much knowledge right there because I think that's it. Yeah, right. Have a plan, but make space for it. Right. Make space for it to teach you along the way is what I received from you right there. I think and just allow room to be just pleasantly surprised and overjoyed in how the plan deviates from what you thought it was going to look like. You can get so fixated on this is the only way that it's going to happen that anything that deviates from that plan becomes a disappointment or can feel like a failure. But if you allow space for the people around you to show up for you in really unique ways that you weren't imagining, for your purpose to evolve, for um, things to just be more than you ever thought they could be, then it you still get to where you want to go and you often get there a lot faster because you've gotten out of your own way and with a lot less frustration and not to devalue hard work, but you don't have to work as hard as because you're in alignment and you're willing to pivot and, you know, at the sake of a football analogy, because I know football is really big in your life, you're duking, (laughs) you know, you do left, you do great and you get, you get where you're supposed to go, but 
it it allows that space because there's so many other factors. You know, it's sometimes when you make a plan, we're thinking of ourselves. Yep. And I find that the older you get, and to me, the better quality of life you have, the more exterior elements are involved. You have other people that depend on you. You have other responsibilities. There are other influences that can sometimes interrupt what we thought our plan was and how yep. sad would life be? We could follow a plan perfectly if we were in isolation and existed on our own. And that's not how we're meant to exist. So well, what about even this? I mean, heck, how many of us start out with a plan for something? And let's just be honest, you can be anchored on you want to make a certain salary. You could be anchored on you want to have a certain title. You want to live in a certain place. And you are so laser focused on that thing that you are just missing all sorts of wonderful opportunities and pivots along the way, right? And I think that's a big, just a big, big takeaway too. You know, I don't know, from a literary standpoint, is the one book that had, and maybe you read this, that I read the first time and I thought, oh, cute story, The Alchemist. I have not read it and it's been on my list of books to read. Then, sister, read the book. I think you... At the point where you are right now and what you're saying, it's going to resonate and click for you right away. Amazing. It didn't for me initially because I was on on my journey still in movement mode and not in grounding mode. I was still in pursuing mode and not in allowing mode. Mm -hmm. And I read it again. In this new being that God is growing me into, and I get it more, right? Like, just a little snippet, not to be a spoiler alert, but in this gentleman's journey, at one point, he he sets out on a journey for something. I won't spill more, because whoever's listening, I really want, if you have not read this book, please read the book, read the book. Um, so he sets out on this journey for this thing, um, and for what he is searching for purpose. And he lands in various spots along the way that appear to be so off path and off purpose. But unlike Chantra, he doesn't rush out of them. He doesn't have in the back of his mind that this is life. You're on plan. Da, 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 da. Hey, no. Red alert, red alert. <laughs> Girl, he stays in the thing to the point where in one segment, I'm like, you didn't want to be a glass worker guy in a glass store. And you're just going to keep doing that every, every day until finally mm-hmm. you're not doing it. Years, maybe. Wow. But the point is, I am getting to a place on my journey where I see that there is truth in that. If you truly, truly, and now I'll speak from a place of faith. If you truly have faith and you believe that vision and purpose has been deposited in you and you see it and you know the North Star that's driving you, that's all you need. And then everywhere along your journey, becomes an opportunity to contribute to you or you to contribute to it as you're on your journey. Girl. Absolutely. And what you attract is not accidental. I truly, truly believe that. And so 
it, you know, anytime those interactions occur, it can seem like an obstacle, but really it's an opportunity. Wow. Okay. So I have one for you and then I'm going to, I'm going to let you go be great. Um, were you always here? Can you tell us just a little bit about your journey to getting to a place of such wholeness and such, um, Peace for sure, but the word that I'm thinking about is fluidity for you. Mm. You have such a fluidity and harmony about your vibe, mm. um, and s- truly, when you see her in action, you will know. You would know what I'm saying. But I actually believe that even hearing her voice, you know what I'm saying. What was your journey to this place? So, goodness, we could go way, way back. I would say that really my identity is tied to coming from an incredibly loving family. I have known and I really have shared with other people that I think this is what I consider my superpower. Mm. I have known my entire life that I am loved unconditionally. Mm. And not everyone has that. That's something that when you have it, it is so easy to take for granted. Yes. Um, and I, it really took me some time to look back and realize what a difference that makes to having people that tell you, you can become anything you want to be yes. telling you that you're smart. And especially as a young girl, we've evolved yes. so much. And I think how we build up our daughters, but that was never a surprise for me. Um, you know, I was raised an only child and I had great cousins in my life and amazing friends and extended family. My extended family is huge. And I always felt loved. And that carried me through a lot of turmoil. Um, I lost my dad when I was nine years old. He passed away. Um, He was an amazing person, but he died of a cocaine overdose. Mm -hmm. And so that wasn't in direct alignment with who I sort of saw myself becoming. And my mom is the light of my life. She's an amazing person. And, you know, my parents loved each other, and but they were very, very different. And so that single occurrence is something that can completely derail the lives of everyone that's left behind. Um, And I, because of that network of people that I had in my life and my mom really being at the tip, tip top of that, it really became about what do you do with the situation that you found yourself in? Or some people may say, what do you do with the cards you've been dealt? Um, and so that was sort of my first example of a, a deviation from your plan, a deviation from your life vision doesn't have to mean that your life is lost or that it has to turn out completely different. How can you use this? And so um, I think that experience allowed me to just have an empathy for people who um, are really, really good people and make good, make bad choices. Yes. Um, and to understand that we are not always our actions, although yes. consecutive actions do define us. Your, your choices build over time to create the person that you are, but that you can make a bad choice and then next make a different choice and build a life that you want. Um, and so that I think that happening so young, seeing how, you know, my mom was a school teacher for 35 years. She just is so, so amazing. And she really kind of launched into action when that happened and said, um, 
we will rise above this and this will be something that empowers us to view the world differently, but it, it will only motivate us to be more good. Um, and so that has been really a driving factor. And I think a lot about what you said at the very beginning, Shanta, about how we live an example for our daughters. And with my mom, that has been such the case. And when I had two boys, I thought, will I ever have that sort of influence on their life? Do my actions matter to them? And like you said, I have seen that that is true with whoever God puts in your path. But if you just do your very best to be a conduit to love and light and to speak truthfully about your experience, that it can be used in really unexpected ways. Mm, oh, girl. There is no need to go any further. Um, the beauty in your story, and thank you for sharing, um, is inspiring because I think so much we want to tell these stories that we fell down from heaven with angel wings and everything <laughs> around us was just, you know, gumdrops and lollipops, right? Yep. And the reality is that isn't life. We go through stuff. Our families go through stuff. Um, how do we persevere through it and how do we stay intact in it? Your mom taught you that you learned that. And I think there to me is that remnant of fluidity that I talked about. Right. Yeah. Wow. Girl, I love you, Jen Frick Clark. Thank you. I love you, my friend. Thank you for being so willing to share your story with this proven, not perfect community we are grateful and I will see you soon. I can't wait. Thanks for everything. Bye.